The more sales conversations you have, the better you will be at them and the more you will learn about what works for you and what doesn't. And I know this probably feels uncomfortable if you are not used to having sales conversations. However, it doesn't always need to be specifically asking for the sale in a one-on-one conversation or on social platforms. You don't need to be like constantly posting stuff about selling every day. Hello, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the All That Jazz podcast with your host, myself, Jazz Jervis. Welcome back. Super excited to be here for another episode of the podcast. And if you're like, welcome back, what are you talking about? This is my first episode, then welcome, welcome. My name is Jazz, spelled J-A-Z-Z-E. There is a silent E, although everyone calls me Jazzy, so it's very confusing. But it is actually pronounced jazz. I am a network marketer and entrepreneur. And my sole mission in life is to support as many women as possible to have more impact, more abundance, and more freaking fun in their life. So if that's you, then you're absolutely in the right place. And welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited about today's episode because it marks the start of something very fun on the podcast. Now, I love sharing all of my favorite mindset hacks, which I'll absolutely continue to do on the podcast because you cannot be an entrepreneur. You cannot be a network marketer. You can't do anything in life if it isn't for all of the delicious mindset work and transformation that we really need to do on a day-to-day basis in order to have the life that we want to have. But what really excites me, and I mean seriously lights me up, hardcore is business and network marketing. I am unbelievably passionate about women in business and women making money. And if you listen to my money series, which has had the most epic feedback and is definitely probably my most downloaded episodes, they're at episodes 31, 32, and 33. It's a three-part series. It's not about making money. It's about impact. And money equals impact. And I am here to make a shit ton of impact and to help you do the same as well. And so if you're ready to be taken on the wild ride that is entrepreneurship, then you are going to want to subscribe to my podcast if you haven't already done so because 2021 is about to get really fucking wild. I'm pumped and I hope you are too because 2020 has been interesting and I'm really excited to just make so much fucking impact next year. Also, another note, I do swear a little bit, so not the podcast to listen to on the drive to school, just in case. I try my best, but sometimes I just get so excited and, you know, some swear bombs come out. So without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. This is going to be a good one. Uh, I am sharing three things that you must be doing in order to make your first 100K. Now, I want to forewarn you. There's going to be a part of you that listens to this podcast episode and says, well, Jazz, what about all this other shit that people tell me to do? What about this? What about that? What about, you know, the fact that everyone tells you that this is the most important thing? And I just want you to know that it's totally fine for you to let those feelings come up and for you to feel like you have a to-do list that is a million miles long. Because I really do believe that when we are building a business, especially when we're trying to make our first 
100K, then that is something that's just a byproduct of that. We're obviously going to be working far more hours than when we're making 500K or 800K or a million dollars, right? Because by that stage, we should be hiring people in our business. However, the truth is, there are really only a few things that I did consistently when I was looking to make my first 100K. And although I had a long to-do list and I was working really hard, and I still work hard, these three things always took precedence over everything else. And they were the ones that I did really consistently. And they were the ones that were ultimately responsible for me having a six-figure business within 10 months. So take what resonates, take what you find useful, ignore the rest. As always, what works for one person may not work for another. And so I'm really just sharing what worked for me and what I've seen work for so many other people. And I just want you to know as well that, you know, three years ago, I was exactly where you were sitting almost three years to the day. I started my business in November, 2017, and we are in December, 2020. I didn't know anything about business. You know, my, my dad had been in hospitality, so he'd, he'd owned his own business for a long time, but I didn't know anything about online business. I didn't know anything about social media, but I had super massive goals. I wanted to have a presidential diamond team in my network marketing company, doTERRA, by the time I was 30. And we reached that goal just after my 29th birthday <laughs> uh, back in July this year. And I wanted to have a million dollar business by the time I was 30. And this financial year, we will make a million dollars right in time for my birthday. My birthday is in June. (laughs) Um, So I had massive goals, but at the time they seemed very far-fetched and I really had no idea what the fuck I was doing. But I kept hearing three consistent things after listening to numerous podcast episodes working with a business coach, I knew that these three things were going to be the key foundations and that they were going to move my business forward really quickly, which is what I wanted. I also want to let you know before we jump into it, that I also made a shit ton of mistakes that I don't want you to make. And this is why I'm recording this podcast, because I know what it's like when you first start in business and you're listening to these podcast episodes and you're listening to so many different people and maybe you're reading books and maybe you're doing courses and everyone tells you to do something different. So that's why I wanted to record this episode and tell you what worked for me. So what should you be focusing on when you're looking to make your first six figures? From personal experience, your mind is going to want to make this so much more complicated than it needs to be, right? Your mind is going to ask about all these other things. As I mentioned at the start of the the episode, I need to have a website. I need to have my email list sorted. I need a great brand. I need testimonials. Should I have a Facebook group? Should I not have a Facebook group? What about Instagram? How many platforms? Who should I collaborate with? All the things, trust me, it's never ending. But the first thing that you need to be doing a lot of to make money is asking for sales, Ah, mic drop. There's no point showing people how amazing everything is. You know, whether that be your client's transformations, if you are a coach, uh, showing the product transformations, if you're a product-based business, if you're in network marketing, showing testimonials, you know, if you're a service-based business, but they're not asking for the sale. You need to be having sales conversations every single day, at least every other day, but every single day. And so if you are spending time fixing your website, spending lots of time scrolling on social media, mapping out your launches for next year, (laughs) consuming every course under the sun, then how are you possibly going to have time to have sales conversations? (gasps) I could feel, I could feel it in your chest right now. That big, oh my God, I haven't been having sales conversations. It's okay. But 
This is what is ultimately keeping you from making money. This is what is keeping you from having the impact in the world that I know you want to have and you're capable of. So, you know, this is even why I love launching. I tell my clients all the time, launching is not just about an influx of cash. Launching is about and impact, obviously, but launching is about sales conversations. It's about growing your audience, which we'll talk about in a moment. And the more sales conversations you have, the better you will be at them and the more you will learn about what works for you and what doesn't. And I know this probably feels uncomfortable if you're not used to having sales conversations. However, it doesn't always need to be specifically asking for the sale in a one-on-one conversation or on social platforms. You don't need to be like constantly posting stuff about selling every day. I do think we need to be having them regularly, particularly at the start of our business, but we can be asking for the sale in lots of different ways. Um, You know, some people have ads, some people have like an email nurture sequence or funnels. Um, you could have set things set up in the back end that remind people when they, you know, they've had something that they've added to cart and they haven't bought it, you know, a little reminder email that says, Hey, just letting you know, you didn't buy this. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways that we can be having sales conversations, but we need, you know, it could be call to actions, right? On social media posts, there's lots of different ways that we can be doing it. So don't feel like having sales conversations means that you have to like go and find someone every day to have a one-on-one conversation with and ask them to buy your stuff. <laughs> it's not about that, right? Now, this is where it, it'll start to make a little bit more sense. To, to even be able to ask for the sale, we need to be really clear on what our message is. What are we communicating to our audience? What do they need from us? What are their problems? Do we have the solution to solve their problems? Now, this is something that I teach my one-on-one clients and my mastermind clients who are in network marketing and are in my network marketing mastermind because it is so important. If we're not clear on who we are helping, we end up helping nobody, right? And I see this so much in network marketing. People want those sole customers. They want to help everyone because often with network marketing products, right? Network marketing, uh, you know, they're companies that have, that are, that are product based, right? Their products lead. And often there is an emotional attachment to that product, right? It's changed their life in, in some way, shape or form, which is why they're ultimately now doing the business. But when we try to help everyone, we help nobody, right? We need to be able to magnetize our ideal clients to us. And the way to do that is through our messaging, right? Part of this as well is how to get really solidified in your brand. You know, this is another thing that I place considerable emphasis on with my clients and my masterminders. What makes you relatable to your audience? What are your values? You know, what are your life stories? These are all the things that that help you help your message to really land with the right people. And if you don't spend the time doing this right, if you don't spend the time creating magnetic content, being really articulate when communicating your message. Your feed ends up being a product catalog. (gasps) Who's guilty of that? Especially in network marketing. And although to you, this looks like adding value. Hey, I'm teaching people how to use the product. I'm teaching people, you know, all of the amazing ways that they can transform their life. True. But it's not your job to educate other people's customers, right? That's not your job. People buy from people. And so when someone comes onto your page, not really knowing anything about your network marketing company or your product, all they see is a sales catalog, right? They don't see that because they don't know you, right? You haven't spent any time articulating that to your audience. They don't know you. They don't know that you have the most beautiful, incredible soul and you're just here to impact people. They don't know that. They don't see it as adding value, 
They see it as a sales catalog, right? What would you rather buy from a brand you know nothing about or buy from a brand that you really, really connect with? I know what I would prefer. And so when you communicate your message really effectively, it really sets you apart from your competitors because most people, in my experience, don't spend the time actually thinking about this, right? And I've actually got a little download for you uh, attached to this podcast episode. It will be in the show notes um, for you to really nail your messaging, some things that you need to think about, some questions you need to answer in order to communicate your message effectively. And here's another tip, right? Asking for the sale can be really uncomfortable when you haven't been communicating your message effectively, right? But when you are really solidified in your brand, you are really solidified in, you know, what you're here to do, who you're here to help and what they need from you, it's easier to ask for the sale, right? Because asking for the sales comes after really, really magnetic messaging because you can't ask for the sale if you haven't given a clear direction to your audience, right? Messaging is kind of like uh, the glue, The glue that holds everything together helps people to get to know who you are, what your brand stands for, helps people decide, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm with you. Or no, actually, this doesn't really resonate with me. That's not landing. And that's fine. It doesn't matter if there are people that don't resonate with us. We're not for everyone. I don't pretend to be for everyone. Because when our messaging is on point, we are always magnetizing the right people to us anyway, because we are clear. Confused people don't buy. People will buy from you, right? Even if, say there's, there's, there's two service providers, right? There's you and there's someone next to you. You're in the same market. You serve the same people. You're in the same niche. If your experience is less than your competitor, say you've been in business for six months and they've been in business for 15 years. If your messaging is clearer, they will buy from you. Trust me. <laughs> this is unbelievably important, Right? When our messaging is on point, we are always magnetizing the right people to us. It's so important to remember that. Because remember as well, when when we're first starting out, we haven't hired a whole lot of help in our business and we don't need a thousand people on our email list to make money. We don't need 50 clients, right? We don't have time for that at the start of our business. But we do need to have great messaging and we do need to ask for the sale consistently. And so when it comes to your message, you know, some of the things that I popped in this free download for you are, you know, what do you stand for? What are your values? Who are you helping? What's their problem? Right? How would they describe that to you? And then think about how this relates to your content. Are you creating really magnetic content? Are you creating like that that really beautiful chemistry content, right? That chemistry content is what gives people more of an understanding of who you really are, you know, what you stand for. It's that vulnerable content. Because oftentimes the things we're trying to hide are the best parts of our story. What is your unique brilliance? What part of your story shows that you are the person your ideal client should be learning from? It's what allows someone to say, yeah, I really like her. That's, I'm feeling you. Or no, actually that doesn't resonate with me. What type of, you know, um, uh, I guess, uh, controversial or disruptive content are you creating? This is where people read it and say, whew, was not expecting that. Those are some boss ass words. Or holy shit, that really hurts. (laughs) She has just hit me where it hurts. She's described all of the things that have been holding me back, all of the things that's going on in my mind, all of the mind drama she has just described. 
And then there's the promotional content. It's so important to talk about your offers, you know, at least once a week. How often are you talking about them, right? Your audience doesn't read everything you post. They don't see your stories every day, not necessarily. It's important to give them multiple opportunities to learn about how they can work from work with you, you know? Let people know where they need to go to next. What do they need to do? How can they be in your world? Now, that could be asking for the sale, but could also be asking for, for them to join your Facebook group, to share your content, right? It doesn't always need to be, hey, buy my stuff, okay? And the third thing to focus on is growing your audience, right? Bringing people into your community. You can't have sales conversations if there's nobody there. This is where the majority of my time was spent when I first started out in business. And that looks like collaborations, writing blogs for other people, guest interviews, etc. Now, again, you do not need to have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people on your email list or on a social media profile to generate an income, right? I want to give you two examples of this, okay? So I have had consistent customers from starting my business because of all this stuff, right? I have been in the top two enrollers in Australia and the New Zealand market in doTERRA for the past three years, right? I've won the, it's called the incentive trip. Now, I now have 14,000 people on Instagram, but when I first won the incentive trip, I did not have 14,000 people on Instagram, right? I did not. But I'm still up there every year. And there's also people that are on that list that have way more followers than me on Instagram, right? It's just an example of how, and there's people on that list as well that have no social media, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people are in your world. I'm going to also give you an example of my recent launch, right? Of my mastermind, the Ascension Mastermind. And also uh, I signed some one-on-one clients during that time. That was a $318,000 launch, $318,000. Now I have 14,000 people on my social media page, but I sold predominantly in a group with 1200 people in a Facebook group, 1200 people. That's it. And there are probably lots of people out there that have less than that and have way bigger launches than I do. And there's people out there that have 100, 150,000 people on Instagram and launch a product and didn't have a $318,000 launch. You see what I mean? It doesn't matter. You don't need thousands and thousands of people to generate an income. We are going to do $1 million million in sales this financial year. And I currently only have 5,000 people on my email list. This is something I'm working on, however. Hello, funnels. But this just goes to show that you don't need to have a huge profile to make money. You just have to be really passionate about your product, really passionate about making that impact, but really clear in your messaging, having that sales conversation and consistently growing your audience, right? I never worried about my email list at the start. I just focused on finding the people that I could help, finding the people that I could make an impact with and having those sales conversations. I cannot emphasize enough that having a few of the right people is way better than having a lot of the wrong people. So how do you build up a community? Uh, For me, I really picked a platform. I focused on Instagram and I just focused on that, right? As opposed to trying to do all of the things at once. I now have lots of ways that people can be in my world, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. I have a membership. I have, you know, a few different things, but not at the start. I focused on Instagram because that's where my sole customer, my ideal customer was spending their time, right? Because where I went through all of the things in terms of my messaging. I knew who I was talking to. And I love social media and building a community both on Instagram and especially in Facebook groups. That's my fave. Um, But I'm also really aware of the world we currently live in. 
I think it's really smart to, yes, be online. In this day and age, we must be online, but we also need to make sure that we're not reliant on social media to build our business. This includes things like email lists, thinking about PR opportunities. I'm definitely thinking about that in 2021. I'll be working with a PR um, company to help me do that, uh, to get my message out there, you know, because I want to impact people on an international level. Knowing how to network in person as well as online. This is why I really love having a podcast. It's a way to reach so many incredible people, including you, um, that's not relying on social media, right? Um, Seeing who you can collaborate with, who has uh, an audience with a like-minded ideal client. Like where are your ideal clients hanging out? Collaborate with people that aren't directly, like aren't competitors, but people that you can gain access to their audience, right? Because that's what gives you credibility when you don't have a huge profile or a huge audience um, is collaborating with people that have a larger one, right? That's what gives you credibility because you have access. You have access to those audiences. Guest blogging, uh, interviewing people, pitching yourself to be um, interviewed on their platform, on their podcast, having people on your own podcast. If you have that, if you choose that to be as one of your kind of um, channels, then it's building your website, then it's funnels. Then it's growing your entire ecosystem. And that's what I'm currently doing now, three years into business um, and have a a high turnover. And I'm only just dealing with that, right? Because I focused on these main things. I focused on having sales conversations. I focused on always, 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 always having really clear messaging. And I focused on growing my audience all the time, right? Right. And so I'd love to hear from you. Which of these things do you feel like you need to put more attention on? Come and tell me. Come and tell me on the gram. Come and connect with me at jazzjervis underscore. You know I love a good old tag and I will share the shit out of that. So come and say, hey, I would also love for you to come and hang with me in my Facebook group as well. It's a free coaching group. Authentic and Magnetic Online Business Strategy for Network Marketers. I'm probably going to update that name, I'm thinking, in January, in 2021. But let me sit with that for a bit. Um, And I've got a worksheet to go with this podcast. All of your magnetic messaging foundations, uh, really, really key questions that you need to brain dump and answer in order to really be clear when it comes to your messaging. So the link for that is in the show notes. Please make sure you go and check it out. Have a beautiful day, friend. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the All That Jazz podcast, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on an episode of the All That Jazz podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.jazzjervis.com.au where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you loved this episode, we would love a review and or a rating on iTunes. Or if you just want to tell a friend about the show, we'd love that also. It all helps us spread our message. And if you love this episode and you want to deep dive on this particular topic, you might want to check out my coaching options. Head to my website and click on work with jazz and have a bit of a browse. Thanks again for listening. I hope this episode has inspired you to take some spiritually aligned action in the direction of your best life. See you in the next episode.